Welcome to Inclusion Matters, produced by the Center for Inclusive Child Care, aka the CICC. We're located at inclusivechildcare.org. Welcome to Inclusion Matters, a podcast of the Center for Inclusive Child Care. I'm Cindy Croft, Director of the Center, and I'm here once again with Priscilla Weigel, our Inclusion Consultant. Welcome, Priscilla. Thanks for having me. And we just finished doing a podcast on developmental milestones, and that was our foundation for what we're going to talk about today, which Mm -hmm. is really red flags for development. And um, I thought maybe we'd start out by just sort of explaining red flags. And one of the definitions that we use uh, frequently is red flags are really behaviors that should warn you to stop, look, and think, and then observe and document. So it's it's kind of that behavior that makes you um, just be proactive about what you're seeing. Mm-hmm. And so in the context of the work of early childhood educators and then um, with children and then thinking about red flags for development. Um, Let's talk about that for a little bit and what uh, our listeners maybe should be thinking about or looking for because I think sometimes that's tricky. Mm -hmm. What's a red flag? What's just a child who hasn't maybe quite reached a developmental milestone yet but Mm -hmm. they're on track and 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 when when should you really talk to a parent or when should you just let something go and see if the child reaches that developmental milestone well and I kind of going back to our last podcast if, if, when you have a good handle on developmental milestones you kind of have that gut instinct because it's so ingrained in you to know what to watch for for children and their just their development and so when you have that feeling that there is something you know like you talked about stop look think you're you're thinking that boy there's something here that just doesn't seem to be on track so you're going to maybe look for patterns and clusters of of different behavior and and that's something that you really need to talk to to think about you know if you if you're concerned about a child and maybe there's something that's recurring during eating times. Then you think to yourself, okay, so I need to really be aware of this. I need to to watch meal times, snack times, or whatever, and see what's going on here. Is it something that the child is the child having difficult chewing, swallowing, digesting? I mean, so you kind of break it down into steps, and you and you bring it to the forefront of your brain and your observation of for the day to day. Life of what you're doing, the care for the child, and then you're gonna you're gonna watch that child. You're gonna keep an eye out for that behavior. If you're working with someone else, you're gonna bring that to to your cohort's attention and say, "Have you noticed this? What do you think?" You know, talking with someone else about it. Having if you're in a center situation and having, you know, the director maybe spend some time observing. Um, have an outside source. Our consultation program. It's a service that is provided for you. When teachers, I think, and providers just have that gut feeling, but they think, is it just me? Right. Or, you know, having that other pair of eyes looking and seeing, no, you're on the right track, or, no, you know what, I just think it's just a kid being a kid, you know, and we're just going to support with different things. Maybe it's just some strategy changes that are needed. But those red flags are something that really don't go away. Mm-hmm. You know, you see a pattern, you see that cluster of behaviors, and you see it recurring. Mm-hmm. Not just when mom's away on a business trip or when they move to a new house, but it stays with that child every day in that situation, in all situations. You know, it, so it's not something that 
you can discount as just a phase. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to think about, um, you might see a behavior at circle time. Do you see that same behavior or action or lack of some kind of developmental milestone, um, which would require a similar kind of um, activity or action? Do you see it at another time Mm -hmm. of the day, Mm -hmm. or do you only see it at that time of the day? So you need to be able to see it at multiple times of the day in order for it to really in order to think of it as a red flag. Otherwise, you need to be looking at that time of the day. You're right. Because maybe then it's really about circle time and it's not about the child's Mm -hmm. behavior or if it's at meal time, maybe it's not about fine motor skills, but maybe it's about they simply don't, the action at the table's too much and Mm -hmm. so it's Mm -hmm. difficult for them to attend to eating more. I mean, so there's so many things to consider when we're looking at development and wondering if a child, in fact, has a developmental concern. Right, and that's a very, very good point. An example of that was a, a boy who was refusing circle time and just having a challenging time getting there, staying there, you know, the whole thing. But you look at circle time and you say, through the observation, well, you know what, circle time was kind of boring. I wouldn't want to go there either if I was, you know, that age. But then you looked at other parts of that child's day and he was having the same struggles with transitions, with meal times, with interactions, with following directives that were real simple and concise. So it was an overall concern because of the pattern that was seen there and looking at those different pieces of the day. We have to know those normal patterns of development. We have to keep in, in, in the, the factors that are influencing this child. You know, I talked a little bit about when family's away, when you're moving, whatever. But all those things we need to be aware of. We have to build that connection with families so that we have information when there's major changes in a child's life because that's going to affect their behavior and in turn it's going to affect how we see them in the classroom and in the child care setting. I think also you make some really good points and it it makes me wonder too can you sort of discount a developmental concern thinking well you know I'm, I'm seeing it here, but maybe it's not that big of a deal, and then wait wait too long before some kind of action is taken. Mm-hmm. I so think that happens a lot. What period of time do you think you should sort of wait to look for things? Well, I think that what I typically tell providers is, you know, if, if they're seeing it going on for a month consistently and they have that gut feeling, boy, they should be really looking at it under a microscope. You know, is it getting in the way of this child's learning, development, and and communication? Because that's all about what that child's supposed to be gaining throughout the day. All those areas are critical for their development, their healthy development. So if it's getting in the way for that consistently over that period of weeks, I mean, sometimes, you know, you think two weeks, three weeks, but, you know, when you get to that month stage, wow, you want to do something about that. And over the course of a period of time, say three to six months, you should be seeing progression. Mm-hmm. And hopefully mm-hmm. we're going to talk in, our, in another podcast about documenta- observation and documentation. But you need to be seeing a progress in development. Yes. So if you have a, a period of time, and we don't want to go too far, mm-hmm. but if you are recording a child's development over uh, several weeks, and you ha- I mean, you've seen flat development, 
then that also is an indicator that there could be a red flag in some of this development because their children are progressing rapidly. It's amazing what they are learning and doing and changing, how they're changing every day. And yeah, really, when you do see that flat development, you do have to really say, wow, we need to look at this more. Well, maybe we could talk about some specific red flags that might be helpful to listeners Mm -hmm. that maybe we might see in some children. Well, most babies typically, by three months, um, are, they're trying to move three to six months. They're trying to roll over. They're trying to make that movement to get to other toys, or they're showing interest in you know, just getting up and get moving. And these are the early stages. So when you see a, a child that's not doing that, that would be a red flag. A child who doesn't seem to startle when there's loud noises, when they're an infant like that. Um, when you have a, a child who's like 6 to 12 months who's not doing any type of um, sitting up or attempting to sit up or to creep or to crawl and not showing any of that movement toward, once again, getting moving. That's a concern. That's a red flag. When we look at the 12 to 18 months um, stage, you know, a toddler who's not using any words or babbling or sounds, that's a concern. That's a red flag. We should be hearing those early sounds, just the attempts at communication. And when we don't see that, that lack of eye contact, that lack of social reciprocity, that back and forth connection with someone, you know, the baby who looks at a toy and then hands it to you because they want to show it to you, and then you hand it back, that, you know, that's, those are things that you want to see all children going through and developing. The child who's not showing any, you know, um, when they're two to three years, that they're just using only one word instead of pairing up two words and moving on to that next level of two to three word phrases and that sort of thing. So when you have just those types of things, especially if you're working in a group, you see the child in relation to their peers too. And that's another helpful tool that's given to us when we look at, not that you're supposed to compare children because they're all different, but within that range of what is typical development, you see this child that you're concerned about really lagging behind that is, you know, cause for concern and, and, you know, those red flags should be fine. Excellent. Thank you, Priscilla. And this is going to really lead us into our next discussion, which is once we have decided and identified that a child's development is, um, has some red flags or there's some developmental concerns which we're identifying through our observation. How do we talk to families mm-hmm. about it? And, and what are those observation and documentation tools? So we'll be doing that in the next few weeks. But I want to add, uh, t- you've given us some red flags to think about, but there is so much in development. And so once again, I do want to take listeners to some good resources for developmental um, information. Certainly on our website, they can search for developmental uh, checklists at www.inclusivechildcare.org. And also at firstsigns.org is an excellent source, particularly for some of those uh, social and emotional red flags. Mm -hmm. Um, So I hope those are helpful to listeners. They can also email us through our website for other content as well, and I I can get information out. So thank you so much. We will um, continue this conversation uh, in in other podcasts. Great. Thank you. That's all for now. See you next time.